Hey, yo, what's good? Check it out. This your boy, Elder Sensei, one half of the legendary artifacts. You are right now in tune to my man, Tim Einenkel, at the library on rapstation.com. Let's get it popping, y'all. Artifacts. Peace, Elder Sensei. I'm out. I'm rising like the vapors from the dank. Up the mirror in my pocket, had to break it for a shank. What you think? Walk the flank. Is my mother open attitude? Right hand on the wheel. Well, walk the window, leaning to the left. Boots Riley, the front man for the coup and Street Sweeper Social Club, joins me today on the library on rapstation.com. Thanks for joining me, Boots Riley. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, man. So, no problem. I, I want to start out by getting, if you could just tell us what your definition of revolution revolutionary music is, just for the listeners that might not know. I believe that the, the kind of society I want to make is one where the people democratically control the wealth that we create with our labor. That means that the working class has to take control of the system and we have and in order for that to happen um people are going to have to uh collectively run this this uh economic system and we're going to have in order to do that we're going to have to take physical control of uh, the facilities that we work at mm. And rearrange uh, the way that profit flows. And in order to do that, um, people are going to have to understand um, the class nature of the system. People are going to have to understand that exploitation is the primary contradiction of capitalism, not consumerism, but exploitation is the primary contradiction. Once you understand that, then you understand the power. That the that the person that's working at a job actually has, and so um, the key is not just to understand this relationship, but the key is also to feel powerful enough to change this relationship, and to to understand that you know the workers can withhold labor and change the situation through just that, and to understand that through examples, not just through uh, hearing about it theoretically, but to see examples of that. So where the music comes in, for music to be revolutionary, it has to be music that encourages uh, the withholding of labor as a tool for social change. Of course, in an organized way. I don't mean just a quick job. But, uh, you know, it has to... It has to encourage. It has to not just be about anger and frustration. It has to uh, highlight the actual possibilities and highlight the actual power that we have. And when you do that, often uh, you're going to be optimistic. And so that's one reason why the cruise music, you know, is often like confused with party music or is... uh, often uh, seen as being happy because it is it's optimistic. That doesn't mean that we're not facing, that we're not involved right now in a deadly system. That just means that we know we can change it. You've said in a, a past interview that um, what, what is important to you about music slash art is that it feels emotionally true to you at first. 
So it doesn't mean like if you hear revolutionary music doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to like it. And if you, there's also music that's non-revolutionary music that you said you like. Um, yeah. So I'm just curious, how, how do you know when something is emotionally true? I mean, for yourself, what, what are you hearing in the music that you're loving? I, it feels passionate. I, I don't, you know, I don't really know that it doesn't feel, um, it, it, it's not a technical thing, right? you know, it's, uh, and it, and it's not removed, you know, a lot of times. And, and, and I think, you know, I, I made a name for myself making, you know, uh, witty, very involved or clever lyrics, you know, like a lot of times lyricists, I consider to be lyricists because of being clever and, and, and clever in specific ways, specific ways that have to do with uh, similes, which a lot of times those similes are called metaphors, but they're not, they're similes. And uh, sometimes with metaphor and, uh, and doing these real technical things that actually subtract you, you know, separate you from the actual and the actual emotion that you're feeling. And it doesn't, it doesn't speak to some simple truths, but what it does is it kind of gets that, Oh, fish, you know, like, Oh, he's technically good. He can do this and do that. And, you know, it's like the difference between watching gymnastics and watching dancing. Right. right. You know, gymnastics, Technically, they can sometimes do a lot more than dancers can do. Right, right. But dancers feel what they're doing, feel what they're they're doing, and um, you know, um, and so in order to be that technical and that clever and that witty, you know, we're just thinking about how to impress people, which is there's something to be said that whatever you know a lot of what we do is to impress people there's nothing wrong with that but you know if i'm trying to make a piece of art that 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 really really puts forward how i feel you know i'm not gonna want to be disengaged from it enough to just stick with the clever witty stuff you know one reason that i i don't one reason that I don't like spoken word and, you know, um, and, and, you know, a lot of times I never believed written poets. Like I didn't get into a lot of, I read a lot of poetry, but I didn't get into it because I didn't believe the poet. I could tell they were trying to impress me. Right. Right. Like you don't really feel this. You're writing something so that I can, you know, so that, 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 I can feel that you're a good writer. That's two different things. I mean, think about the music that really moves you, like the singing songs or whatever, the soul, the funk, the, even the, the pop and the, 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 uh, the rock music. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, wow, their lyrics are so clever, you know. Like, you, you know, people are writing stuff and you can hear them thinking. And that's cool. That's one sort of way. And that's something I've done a lot of. But I think I moved on to actual songwriting. Right. You know. I actually want to go, uh, in your the last album, Sorry to Bother You, um, it seems like you take on personas and kind of like a magical reality. Uh, and I think a good example of this is in the song We Got a Lot to Teach You, Cash is Green. 
I was wondering, okay. I was, yeah. I was wondering whether your broader exposure to kind of new audiences and new experiences in your career have shaped the stories you kind of feel conf more confident in telling. No, I think it's just trying to tell new stories, mm. right? <laughs> you, you know, you you just uh, you know you like. I'm not gonna want to write another fat cat and big fish. I'm not gonna write want to write another me and Jesus the from the '79 Granada last night. I want to write new stories that have uh, different plot lines. That song is also um, supposed to be a dream that a character in uh, the, the film version of Sorry to Bother You, I, I wrote a script, um, screenplay, that actually is coming out on McSweeney's, in McSweeney's Quarterly at the end of August. Oh, right. Oh, right. Um, and, and it, uh, anyway, and, and so the main character is Cassius Green. And uh, in that he's having, it, it doesn't happen in the movie, but the song is supposed to be a nightmare that he has. Um, however, but but it's it's a story in and of itself. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, don't, I think what motivates me more is trying to just be excited about what I'm doing. And for me to be excited about what I'm doing, you know, I have to, I have to do new things. I have to challenge myself. I have to explore new textures and and uh, storylines and you know and and ways of writing. As the monster stood before his colleagues, he sang angelically and wiped the blood off his fangs. The papers on the boardroom table were stained from corpses piled on top of them slain. One monster yelled at me, you've got the brains, and traced his claw along the table's wood grain. It smelled like leather, old spice and pain. His assistant, when yanked by choke chain, explained. We Crouched at the monster's feet, proudly in a puddle of urine and meat. The monsters all howled at the morning spread sheet above cacophonous screams from below in the street. The gargoyles that guard the building weeped. I quietly calculated routes for retreat. One beast stuck his talons out as if to greet and said, Welcome to the good life, son, take a seat. Said they work it, we run it, they shouldn't fuss. The order of things is basically just. I heard cheers from the creatures trapped in the air ducts. I told them to smother in their mountains of stuff and headed for the elevator door in disgust. They said, You've forgotten, you're one of us. I looked down and my tail rattled it and I cussed. 